How do you watch the final sunrise? What's the last message you send? How do you spend your final hours? How do you love? How do you love in the end? Hello, and welcome to Listen Well, a Love Well podcast. The Lovewell Institute for the Creative Arts is an arts education not-for-profit where students from around the world have been conceiving, writing, and performing original full-length musicals since 1989. It's November, Lovewell community. That means it's time to feel extra thankful for all of the goodness in each of our lives. Over here at Lovewell HQ, we are the most thankful for each and every one of you. We're also thankful for everyone who participated in our October Intergenerational Workshop here in sunny South Florida. It was an afternoon filled with tricks, treats, and tunes as artists of all ages came together to write some original spooky musicals. Let's give a listen to a little song that we wrote as a group about some ghouls at a Halloween Scream Queen convention. Envision something horrifying that you scream at. Take two. Kind of for speaking loud. Yeah, and loud. Yeah, yeah. Can I wait for intro? Three. Oh. Welcome to the Scream Queen Convention. We have gathered here for all of us to scream. We promise you we don't just want attention. Here's a list of all the scary things we've seen. Thank you all again for that afternoon of fun. Tonight, we've got a new episode in our Lovewell Rewind series, where we take a look back at musicals from the Lovewell Vault with interviews from original creators and the complete audio of the show. Tonight's musical is Project Legacy, a musical imprint, written by the students and staff of Lovewell Fort Lauderdale Teen Session 2 back in 2015. Here's the official synopsis of that show. Knowing that our time as a species is nearly up, will we make sure our legacy is exactly how we hoped? Or are there simpler life lessons still to learn? Humanity's last hope rests on the shoulders of Project Legacy, a musical imprint. Remember, this show was completely written by the students that you'll hear performing it. With the help of their staff, they brainstormed every plot point, came up with every melody, wrote every scene, and choreographed every dance. Project Legacy remains one of the most artistically and emotionally fulfilling experiences of my life. It's impossible to pinpoint just what was so special about the three weeks that we all spent creating this show. But what stands out the most to me is just how connected all of the collaborators were with each other. The maturity, the poignancy, and the depth of the show are unparalleled. Here we had a group of students and staff members who wanted to take a trip to the end of human civilization and figure out how people would react when faced with the end of all life on the planet. It was a bold, terrifying question that was answered simply, 
with love. Our two guests this evening are seasoned Lovewell veterans near and dear to all of our hearts. We all couldn't be in the same room together, so we'll be utilizing our traditional zigzag interview format tonight. Be sure that you stick around for intermission, because we have tons of important announcements to share. Trust me, you're going to want to hear all of the breaking Lovewell news, including how you can already apply for our 2019 Summer Workshops. More on that at intermission. Now, please make sure your seatbelts are fastened because otherwise this interview will knock you right on the floor. We are thrilled to welcome Jen Shell and Sam Janvier to the show for the very first time. <laughs> Jen, Sam, thanks for joining us on Listen Well. Hi, thank you for having me. Hey, Tyler, it's uh, it's really good to be on Listen Well, talk about some Lovewell shows. And hey, Jen. Jen, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you've been up to these days? I am in my final year at the University of Central Florida. I'm earning dual degrees in theater and creative writing. I... In my spare time, I like writing for stage and screen and radio. Um, I'll be contributing a, a radio play to the final season of DTC Radio uh, this year or next year. At UCF, I'm involved with Project Spotlight, an organization that produces student-written plays, and I'm secretary of the Screenwriting Club. Ooh, excellent DTC Radio shout-out. I, I don't know, but I, I, I just, I, I like that podcast a whole lot. Can't tell you why. Uh, Sam, same question. What have you been up to? Yeah, currently I live in Denton, Texas, which is in northern Texas, and I am the keyboardist and vocalist for the band Black Hole Bears. We're going to record our debut EP pretty much right after I'm doing this interview. We start uh, the day after I'm recording this. And so hopefully that'll be out, I guess, at the beginning, maybe of like 2019-ish. But I'm just working and spending my time on music, pretty much. That's what I spend a majority of my day doing. All right, we got the same question here for both of you. And Jen, why don't you go first? Can you walk us through your history as a Lovewell Light? Uh, tell us a little bit about the shows that you were a part of as a student and as a staff member. Paint a little picture for us. Uh, my first show with Lovewell when I was a student was The Alternate, the musical tale of Nikola Tesla way back in 2012. And um, after that, I did four more shows with Lovewell. I did The Infinite Dark, The Meriwether Big Time, Project Legacy, and then my last show was Our American Brothers in 2016. And uh, then the last two years, I've been fortunate to be on the staff for Lovewell. I, uh, interned with the juniors for Underscore in 2017, and then last summer I served as the script editor for the junior show Powerless. Sam, same question. So I got into Lovewell when my mom's cousin, the late Jerry Taylor, had called her and said, hey, uh, I know your son likes music and theater. I have a friend named David Spangler who made this thing called Lovewell, and it's like a musical theater workshop, and I think that Samuel would really enjoy it. So I didn't know anybody in Florida. I barely knew this cousin, but why not? Uh, I'll go to Florida and do some musical theater. So my dad and I flew in. We went to Bill Shoemaker's house, uh, who I didn't know. 
He was taken in foreign exchange students, but he was on the board of Lovewell, and so I basically became his Lovewell son because he had never had a, a child go through it. Um, but he's on the board, so he'd been a part of it, and he'd watched the process and watched the shows before. So I was living with Mr. Shoemaker. It was 2011. I went in uh, not really knowing what to expect, not ever seeing a Lovewell show or knowing a Lovewell song. And that first show ended up being They Came From The Silver Screen, and I, uh, I played Chip in it. And boy, let me tell you, were my expectations blown out of the water. I was so happy to just be a part of such a, a good show. The music, the the performances, the the story. It was really fun to just watch everybody writing and creating together. And I just had never been that much of a part of that. Uh, I'd been in band in middle school, and I'd done like some shows in elementary school and middle school, but that was about it. I'd never really made anything. And uh, I was so it, just enamored by it. I, I was in love. And I had to go back to Texas as soon as it was over. So, and I was going to go to another camp for the first week of the second session that summer. So I ended up coming back and flew back and came the second week of the second session, uh, which ended up being Pipe Dreamers. So I missed the entire first week because I was somewhere else. Uh, but I was like, I got to go back. I got to go back. And I was lucky enough to get a scholarship to uh, help me get out here because it, it's pretty expensive getting back from uh, Texas to Florida. So uh, I did the second session. I was like, I, I got to I gotta come back. I came back for songbook that, up, that next year. Then I was like, all right, I got to do the sessions again. I did first and second session 2012 in Florida. And that ended up being the alternate and Roots of Red, two other great shows. And then the next year, I had to take a year off. Uh, I started working in Texas, and I couldn't take off from my job. So I came back in 2014. I did a session, and that ended up being the Meriwether Big Time. Uh, I got to wear a really sweet hat in that show. Uh, the, the one thing that I've really enjoyed about being a part of Lovewell is uh, the, the different types of shows, I guess. Uh, every show feels different. And it could be, you know, the setting. Um, a lot of the shows are set different places. But I've really enjoyed just the imagination that uh, the people that are involved bring. Because you never know what you're going to get into when you go into a show. It could be about uh, movie monsters coming to life. It could be about vaudeville people going out of business. You, you never know. But uh, my last show as a student was the one that we're talking about today. And that is Project Legacy. And I had spent the, the previous shows, you know, really, oh, I want to perform, I want to act in it. Um, but I went into this show thinking, I really want to get better at writing. Because I had been in a band um, at one point in high school, and I really wanted to strengthen my songwriting abilities. So I spent most of it behind the scenes just writing songs with people, like uh, like Daily and um, and... Laura Galindo and Ryan McCall, uh, you know, so we did the show, um, I went back to Texas, and then the next year, I was able to come out and do, as of now, my only staffing show so far with uh, Rose's Kitchen, 
and I I haven't done a level show since that, which was in 2016, and it's, you know 2018 now. So it's been two years since I've been able to get back to Florida. But Rose's Kitchen really solidified that I wanted to staff level shows. So hopefully, maybe 2019, I could get back out to Florida. But yeah, that is, I guess, my career as a Lovewell student and staff member. Jen, I'm curious, what did the Project Legacy creative process mean to you? Project Legacy was such an important um, process for me. I think it was the first time at Lovewell, and maybe one of the first times in my life that I really started to think of myself as a writer. Um, And so that whole process was really kind of empowering for me because I was, I felt so supported by the the other students and the staff. And I feel like I started to take a more active role in like shaping the the final product because uh, I, I guess I got really invested uh, in this story. It was a really memorable process, I think, because I mean, it's probably the highest stakes of any Lovewell show certainly that I've ever been a part of in terms of uh, the story, what with uh, the, the, the world ending and all of that. Um, but I think what resonated with us, the creators, and hopefully I think resonated with the audience was that we kind of got to the emotional core of this underneath this like big high concept plot of like humanity and like a database and a tree and, and the, the world ending. But really when it came down to it, we wanted it to just be about like what the most important thing is when it comes down to the, when you only have so many days left, what matters is who you're going to spend it with. You know, it all comes down to like love and family and friendship and who you're gonna, um, who you want to be by your side at that, you know, that final sunrise. Sam, talk to us about some of the highs and lows of writing Project Legacy. Why do you think the messages in the musical resonated so strongly and still resonate today? Like I said earlier, I went into Project Legacy thinking, okay, I'm going to try and learn as much as I can about songwriting um, and just developing what makes good lyrics, um, what makes a catchy melody, just kind of taking stuff away from like that. So... It was really memorable. Uh, obviously, like I said, it was my last. Um, but I loved the show because everybody, everybody in it, really got to shine in some way. the The characters, the the groups of characters that we you follow in there, they're really well defined. Uh, there's some really killer performances of that in that show, and uh, and songs like. Um, Nathan has a song where he's singing about his his love for Laura's character Annie and he brought so much heart to his song I that that's one of the standout moments for me is really I get you get to watch people uh, doing their first session and and really coming into their own and finding their voice even if it is just like on stage during a performance they're it, it was really good to, to see him burst out like that after never really doing... He had never done a level show before. Uh, the low... Uh, the lows... I don't... You know... My low... 
it's a double-edged sword. I didn't necessarily want to perform. Um, I thought that the roles should go to the other to other people, and I'll, I'll just stay in the pit. So uh, I was really resistant and hesitant when I was like, "Oh, you got you want me to sing a song? Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. I want to sit down. And I want to play guitar and and make sure the music's good." But I'm really glad that they didn't go with me saying, oh, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I'm really glad they didn't because uh, you got If You Wait For Me out of it, the 11 o'clock number that I sing, which I don't know if, I, I, I mean, I would I would say that it might be the best Lovewell song that I helped write. It was, it was really personal to me. It came from like an idea that I had been toying with on an acoustic guitar for a while. So I'm glad that they pulled me out of the oh I don't want to I don't want to perform camp and uh and let me do that. So it's both a low and a high I guess because I didn't get my way but then it was it worked it worked itself out I guess yeah yeah something like that. I think the message from Project Legacies it's a relatively universal one of just it's good to reflect on the past and it's good to honor those that have come before you. But when your entire being becomes about reflecting on the past, you lose sight of looking towards the future. And I, I think that everybody could take something away from that. I think everybody could uh, relates to the idea of trying to live in the moment versus living in moments from yesteryear. So that that's what I took away from it, at least. Um, that was that was the message that really really hit home with me. That that final song, like you know, people watching the final sunrise and they're just having fun together. They're just you know living together in the, in the in that moment. It's a really beautiful thing to experience. Um, Jen, can you talk to us a little bit about how Lovewell helped you grow as a writer throughout your years? as a student, now as a staff member. Talk to us a little bit about some of those lessons you learned and how they influence your writing practice. Project Legacy in particular, I think, taught me a lot about taking risks in art. Because um, I, th I certainly think it was a risk for us taking on such dark, such heavy uh, subject matter. And it was definitely a challenge, uh, you know. It's tough to think about uh, especially when you're so young, 15, 16 years old, to think about, like, what is my legacy? What am I going to leave behind? What is humanity's, like, what does humanity want to leave behind when everything else is gone? Like, that's that's heavy stuff, you know? But I think uh, being allowed to talk about, being allowed to, to, like, make art about such such serious subjects and being and being taken seriously by the adults that are, like, leading us when we're 15, 16 years old uh, is a, a rare opportunity, you know? So I think that that classic, that idyllic Lovewell idea that you can make a musical about anything, anything at Lovewell, you know, uh, there, there's no bad ideas at Lovewell and there's no concept for a show that's too, too out there. You know, if the students are passionate about it and they want to write about it, then that's what we'll write. And I think that's like a really, powerful like a like a really empowering experience for uh, a young artist sam similar question can you talk about how lovewell helped you grow as a songwriter 
Uh, specifically, what did you learn about the craft of songwriting from this process? And were there any specific memories from the writing process that stand out to you today? The The main thing that I really took away from the process was that it's okay to be fun and serious about uh, something, or at least have a fun and serious time when you're making something. Uh, I spent most of my time with Daily Drucker and Laura Galindo, and so we would be just, you know, writing songs in the dressing room or outside at the table, and it was, I just remember having a great time figuring out what we were going to be doing. Even if the song was sappy and um, over the top or was like a love song, you know, you, you still have to be serious about it, obviously, even though it's going to be a little silly, fun kind of song. You have to take it seriously. But it's the same thing with a song that's extremely serious. Um, maybe like If You Wait For Me, working on that or something. You have to be able to have fun with it, and you can't get so dour and like, oh, it has to be perfect. That was what I really took away from it. Just have fun. Take it seriously. You can do both at the same time. You don't have to choose to be one or the other. That you can, you can have a good middle ground. We got the same question for both of you here. Um, how do you use the lessons that you learned as a Lovewell light in your everyday life? Oh gosh, I mean, Lovewell taught me a lot. Like almost everything I know about my creativity and and being an artist. You know, working with others. Um, how to collaborate and, and have fun and, and be respectful of everyone's ideas. Like that's so important uh, and love well. And, you know, in my everyday as, as a writer um, and who like is involved with other, other writers, um, knowing the, the, what I've learned about collaboration at Lovewell has been like super important. Uh, but I think the biggest lesson I've learned through Lovewell is just trusting my instincts and, and trusting my own creativity, uh, you know, because so much of the affirmations and the way we communicate with each other at Lovewell has to do with, like, believing in yourself and everyone around you and then having faith in that, in that, that boundless creative power, uh, you know, and so that's, that's something that inspires me in my everyday. Like, when I'm stuck in my writing, I, I try not to get too upset because I, like, I know I'll come up with something eventually, you know, so I'll just take a break or go for a walk because I know I'll, I'll, I have faith that the right idea or the right creative solution will, will come eventually when it's ready, you know, because I mean, it always does in love well, you know, no matter what, at the end of those three weeks, we've got a brand new musical and it's, it's never failed. So yeah, having that, that trust in creativity and that in, in the, the creative power has, is something that I, I use pretty much every day the affirmations that you say daily during the uh during the process those are probably what i use the most out of anything from love well it's really reassuring when you say them or at least think about them so when i started love well and they're like hey it's time to do affirmations uh it was really weird I was like, what is going on? Um, and then after they were done, I, f I just felt better. I just felt comforted by myself. You know, you, you say them, 
um, within me there's boundless creative power. Uh, I'm now at this moment all that I need to be. You say them and you think them, and I, I think you really believe it. You really start to believe it once you're telling yourself and you're hearing everybody else tell you and you tell everybody else. You might not believe it for yourself. You might be thinking, oh, all these other people are so talented and I don't feel that way. Um, but everybody else is thinking the same thing just like you. So I think it's really reassuring to have these these sayings, um, these ideas that everybody believes and and says it's um it's like a, a crowd of people while your eyes are closed telling you that you know you can do it you can you can if you can set your mind to it you got it you have the potential um you have the ability that's what i really resonate with from love will is the idea that anybody anybody can do it anybody can do it you can do it even if you have the most minimal amount of training in any of them. You could have never acted, sung, written. You could have never stepped on a stage in your life. And you could show up and find something that you're great at. And and find something that you shine at. So, Lovewell has really taught me to respect myself. Um, respect my creative power respect my ability and i i'm really thankful for that thanks jen thanks sam yeah it's been uh, great talking with you guys thanks for having me thanks for letting me be here and i really appreciate everybody that is about to listen to project legacy a musical imprint huge thanks again to jen and sam Oh, the show is about to begin. All right now, please, no talking during the show. Unwrap any hard candies now and take as many pictures as you'd like because the actors are at places and the curtain is rising for Project Legacy, a musical imprint. I speak to you today as your presider, a proud leader, proud of the women and men who, for the last century, not only understood the importance of our legacy, but made it their life's mission to lay the groundwork for anyone or anything that takes our place. Endings force us to think about our journey, every road that we took, every trail that we blazed, every choice that we've made. It's easy to question all of this now. What would we have changed? What would we do the same? Things we wish we could forget, things we must celebrate. Project Legacy is one of those celebrations. Today we are united as one. As a group whose legacy will live on, the group who will be forever remembered, we will be remembered. Walk, but now.
Explain to me what the hell just happened? Well, basically, Gaia was hacked. It could have been an accident, but it is more likely that we've had an intentional attack. And most of the computer space has been corrupted. How much? Programmers managed to stop the hack and successfully saved 44% of the data. We're working on a report of the salvage data right now. Give me numbers. Of the salvage data, we have recorded 200 years out of the tragedy branch, we have um, natural disasters, the digital revolution, pharmaceutical vaccinations such as H1N1, polio, influenza, Pluto's reclassification as a planet, 
Pavlov's behavioral experiments. Philosophies of Darwin, Nietzsche, and Marx. The Enlightenment era. The legal case of Brown versus Board of Education, among other civil rights cases. Sengoku Jidai. The Harlem Renaissance. Romance languages. Vaudeville. I have a list of dance trends from the 21st century. The British invasion. Which one? The Beatles coming to America. <laughs> We're still reviewing what we've salvaged. Do it. We not only lost 56% of our data, but in stopping the virus, half of our usable space was corrupted, slashing all the storage space we have. Does this mean only half of our archives can be saved from now on? I'm not sure. Maybe. Can we get it back? With current technology, 20 years, minimum. Do we have 20 years? We might. Okay. Here's what we're gonna do. I have a timeline meeting with the presider next week. Until then, we need to enforce maximum efficiency from the programmers. Do it. Prepare your team for some changes in the workshop. We need to enforce maximum efficiency. More bodies on the floor to ensure focus in our security efforts. And what do we tell the people? We tell them nothing. Not yet. There was a glitch and it's being fixed. Project Legacy has always been about preserving the past to safeguard the future, and that hasn't changed. And if anything, it's more important than ever. I'll set up a press conference to ease any concerns. We'll keep working on a report of the salvage data. Who are these hackers? I don't know, but they're still out there, and Gaia is vulnerable. They could hack again. Stop them.
20 years. We couldn't get all this work done in 40 years. It's impossible. Half the space is unusable. This isn't like when Chip accidentally deleted a file when trying to download the original snake. That was not me! You guys can do this. You're the chosen programmers of Project Legacy for a reason. Yeah, because no one else wants to spend their final years behind a computer screen. This job is an honor. How has this never happened before? Have we ever had a security breach? We did. In the first 50 years of Gaia's existence, there was an antivirus program we left in the system for too long. Essentially, it corrupted, rotted, and instead of doing its job, it became a virus. A program was later installed to prevent viruses and data corruption. Is that the program we use now? Yes, fortunately and unfortunately, there's just never been a reason to update this system. It's programmed to quarantine and delete any and all corrupt files instead of saving them. Like an immune system. Like a human being. Exactly. In order to protect itself from a spreading virus, Gaia is designed not only to shut down the virus, but any space surrounding the virus. We're the most technologically advanced than we've ever been. We can't just recover deleted data. All our recovered data is from our backups, though. Instead of rushing to input all of humanity, shouldn't we be trying to create a better security system? Well, the council has an idea for that. Everybody meet Norton and McAfee. <laughs> The protectors of Project Legacy. Really? Yes, security of guards. Of course, I know. Obviously, the best security would be digital, but the council thought it would provide peace of mind if we had physical security guards. The problem is not the defense system, the problem is the coding of the breach. Yes, you're right. But I can't have all of you translating this code with the council on our backs. The purpose of Project Legacy is to preserve humanity, and that is exactly what the Council is enforcing. We need to get as much information back into that computer as our now limited space and time will allow. Sure, I've got nothing else to do in my lifetime. Annie, I need you looking at that code, studying it. You need to find out as much information as we can in case they hack again. I'll help. No, Chip, you stay right here. <laughs> I need you and everybody else to start our repairs, go through our backups, go through our hard copies, to start from the beginning. Why are we doing this again? Without us? We have no legacy. Gaia, the primal Greek mother goddess, the creator and giver of birth to the earth and all the universe, the perfect inspiration for our Gaia, Genesis artificial intelligence algorithm, like the tree that surrounds us, is forever rooted into the earth. Unfortunately, we learned too late the importance of taking care of the earth around us. For far too long, we ignored the simple truth that if people do not sustain Mother Nature's gifts, they will soon live in a world where Mother Nature cannot sustain people. The seed has been planted for whatever inherits the earth from us. Gaia is not only our legacy, but our tribute. <sighs> what can I help you with, Miss Aspen? It's been a long day, Gaia. You have been clocked in for 17 hours and 35 minutes. Saving the world's not all fun and games. I'm sorry. Gaia, what time is it? 
about sunrise. Show me. Seventeen hours in thirty-five minutes, a day's work blinded by code. It gets a bit stressful, I'll admit it, keeping together as the ending unfolds. Seventeen hours and thirty-five minutes, not enough time to get everything done. Sometimes I miss him, I'll admit it, it used to be nice. Being someone, someone. Is there anything else I can help you with? Gaia, any good jokes today? Searching, searching. Strange, searching. doesn't usually take this searching. long. Guess the search. hackers must have taken the jokes. Search. Looks like they have a great sense search. of humor. Search. Cancel search. Search canceled. All of the effort and all of the years Lost in a moment of malice and hate Losing our hope in a second of fear It's easier to destroy Than to create Gaia, could you pull up photos of Annie Aspen and Alex vacation three years ago? Searching, searching, searching. Pull up photos searching. Annie and Alex all. Searching, searching. Pull up photos searching. Annie and Alex searching. engagement. Searching, searching. Cancel search. Search canceled. Bring up profile Alex Elwood obituary. Searching, searching. Bring up profile Alex Elwood. Searching, searching. What? Searching. Data found. Open file. Data corrupt. All of his personal records are gone. Data not accessible. All of the memories lost in the void. Where are they hiding them? Or have they been destroyed? And all that was left of him and everything that ever came before must be restored. Not enough hours and not enough minutes. Everything else needs to be put on hold. I'm going in blind. I'll admit it, keeping together as the ending unfolds. I'm sorry, Miss Aspen. I need to fix this. Second, 
Let's all think about this more rationally. Do you mind enlightening the group on your definition of rationally? Rational, based on or in accordance with reason or logic. And if you don't get that, that's my point. Everyone needs to stop right now. This would have never happened if your father was in charge. My father was a leader, was a leader with ideas. I'm a leader with action. Here are the facts. Our efforts to make public the information in Project Legacy failed. Not only have you set back our project, but humanity as a whole. And now the Project Legacy Council knows we exist. It's likely they've convinced everyone involved that we intentionally corrupted Gaia. Which of course, we didn't. Our mission has been, and always will be, public information for all. So what, we turn ourselves in? Are we talking about abandoning the mission? No, the mission needs to change. We need to get back in there. We have to have an order for what we do from here on out. Well, we didn't have any problems till these two showed up. It's their fault the mission failed. <laughs> wow, the fact that you think that that was human error is laughable. You can't even fathom how complex Project Legacy is, how complex Gaia is. What we're dealing with here is a computing system that is so much more advanced than previously believed. We bypassed every firewall we knew of, but they have an advanced security system that not only shut us down, but set off a failsafe that corrupted most of the data. All right, so right before all of the data was corrupted, we came across something called the Galadax Protocol. We think it might be a series of steps to carry out in case of emergency. Now that space is limited, everything we worried about could happen now. Secret councils, secret entries, they will make any attempt to save the remaining data. And now that time is running out, maybe even more selective about what goes into Gaia. We need to find out what this protocol is. What do you think? What do we got to lose? All right, get all the information on this system to us as soon as possible. Everyone's priority is now to help the Concordia sisters. such short notice. I'd like to introduce you to Chief Inspector Klesnikov. He will be overseeing our operations from this point forward. Presider believes that this is the best for Project Legacy to ensure we make progress in an efficient manner. <clears throat> By the order of the leader of the land in which we live, I have been appointed for the guidance I can give, I trust you find the change imperative. The newest player in this narrative, a role of which is long overdue. <laughs> this project you've created, I respect respectfully. I have heard about your. Not distract or act unnecessarily, why you'll hardly notice me. Steve 
here, here, the line that can't be crossed will gain a legacy at any cost. Oh, all the knowledge we retain at the wreck, another step that we will take step. The humankind has ever made, maintain a legacy at any cost. Control, remove the idle hands from these decisions. Sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. I'll rule an iron fist. Discipline at any cost. Hello, everybody. This is Chief Inspector Kolestikov. He'll be overseeing the project from this point forward. Chief Inspector, what? My dog, we don't have time for this. <laughs> In light of recent embarrassing oversights, it has been decided that certain changes need to be made around here. One among you is a terrorist, <laughs> and I will do whatever it takes to root them out. It's nice to meet you, Chief Kolesnikov. I'm Shradik Stone, the veteran programmer. Sight among you has infested our dear tree. I'll find them this I guarantee. Steer you clear of the line that has crossed within a legacy of any cost. Protect all the knowledge we've retained and to the For every step to see the stain, every step. A human kind has ever made me take our legacy at any cost. Protect all the knowledge we've retained and to the For every step we see the stain. Missed a comma there. I got it. It's deoxyribonucleic acid, not ribonucleic acid. DNA, RNA. They're just two stupid letters. Relax. It was a simple mistake. It was working too many hours. Watch your tone, Varial. We are programmers. There is no room for error. We are the last hope for humanity. Why are we? Do they even need to be preserved? You're starting to sound like your mother. Come on, Clara. Even hackers need breaks sometimes. This is nuts. What's wrong, Clara? What are we doing, Mom? We may have erased a majority of humanity's last chance of preservation, and we're thinking about hacking again? Believe me, I'm devastated that all this information was lost, but this strange code needs to be figured out. Why? What's the point? We're going to die in a few years. 
Who cares about some stupid code? All I've ever known was Project Legacy. I made a vow to do what I believed was right, and I intended following it through. That's how I met your father. Yeah, and what's that matter to me? I've never met him. That's not fair. I haven't seen my mother since you made her leave. She left on her own. But why? She did not understand what was right, nor did she understand the importance of this job, both to me and humanity. But what is it? What is our purpose? This information, this is our purpose. We ma I made a vow to do what I believed was right. And I intend... To preserve humanity. That is our purpose. To maintain all the progress thus far. The history, science, the arts. To further our society and prepare for an unknown future long after we are gone. But why is this tree so vital? A tree is the epitome of strength. Its roots grow deep into the earth and can stand unwavering through any disaster. It holds everything that we are, everything that has been, everything that will be, both the good and the bad of the people. It's a reflection on the people and should be shared with the people. This tree is now home to everything we have gone through. The rise, the fall. Without this tree, we have no humanity, but with this tree, we are more. It's what bonded both your father and I. But it's the same thing that separated us. We, we couldn't, couldn't see eye, eye to eye, eye on what truly mattered, mattered most. I don't think you and my mother are as far off from this as it seems. The end is coming, you know, for all of us. Let's just get back to work. I've been talking to the Concordia sisters, and I'm worried that another remote hack will only result in more data corruption. So what do we do? We're sending the sisters into the Project Legacy headquarters to assess their security. Come with us, and we'll go over the final details. as our elite extended council of Project Legacy. Due to recent corruption of data and loss of storage space, we will be revisiting some of the more controversial inclusions. As many of you know, we have 44% of workable space to store data left within Gaia. So there have been some slight and effective changes. changes. <clears throat> we will be streamlining the process, if you will, cutting out any unnecessary or excess opinions, if you will. Pleasantries aside, we expect you all to behave in a professional and courteous manner. Typical fashion, we will treat this meeting as if it were our last. Okay, first on the list of inclusions is government. Of course, there have been many ways to govern since the beginning of time. Certain ways more effective than others. Uh, do we include all of them? Let's discuss the inclusion of democracy, socialism, monarchy. But can we just forget communism, feudalism, fascism, totalitarianism? 
I absolutely agree. Communism cannot be forgotten. It isn't dead, you know. Well, history has been determined by its victors. Perhaps this question is too broad right now. Per usual, everything is being documented and all your opinions will be taken into consideration. For now, let's uh, move on. We had previously decided on the inclusion of literature detailing controversial historic ideologies. That literature was a part of the 56% loss. Knowing what we know now on their effect on humanity, we need to revisit the decision to include works such as Karl Marx's Das Kapital, Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf, Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. But we can't keep this one-sided. We should only include ideologies that have had a significant and positive impact on society. Significance isn't always positive. We should keep all the negative so that history doesn't repeat itself. Whoever discovers Gaia needs to be able to understand history as a whole. We need to upload our downfalls. We didn't realize there were mistakes until after we made them. What if the next generation interprets these tragic events as effective ones? Can we please take a moment to talk about major art movements? I've been getting daily reports that more and more art files were corrupted and hacked. And this continues to be on the end of the list for our inclusion meetings. Art is absolutely an extension of our history books. Should we even include modern art? No one understands it anyway. <laughs> it's abstract. <laughs> art is literally the most subjective form of expression. How could we pick? Are we basing it on aesthetic or influence? We can't start to begin to compare the works of Monet to someone such as Banksy. But Banksy opened the door for the street art revolution. And where do we draw the line on the interpretation of art? We haven't at all touched on dance, music, or theater. We can't decide on any of this. These are all decisions that are above us, Chairman. You're leading the whole council into chaos. Me? I'm trying to get a handle on a situation your team let happen. If you had a better handle on digital security... What do you know about digital security? It was your team who implemented a faulty failsafe. That's enough. Thank you very much for your time. Why don't you, you take a dismissed. vote on it? Thank you. This meeting is now adjourned. Uh, you know, you should not be so afraid to uh, silence unnecessary arguments. I think you'll find a firm hand will lead Project Legacy away from future distractions. <laughs> No!
take that chance. This mission is worth it. I'm with you. You can't. I'm perfectly capable. Besides, if he goes in, he'll need one of us. We'd be better off with both of us, though. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. Anyone else? All right, we're going. If something happens to us, continue the mission at all costs.
Yes, I'm here for another progress report, another deadline, but right now I'm speaking to you as a human being, not as your boss. The council is right. We need to get as much information back to that, into that tree as humanly possible. We all know humanity could end at any moment, and yes, we're told it's years off, but we all know that could change if we drop the hat. What we are doing here is not a job, it is an honor. It is an honor to work here. It is an honor to work with all of you. I know I never say it enough, but I truly appreciate the work you're doing here. We are humanity's last hope. We are their last chance. We can do this.
We hope you enjoyed Act 1 of Project Legacy. For tonight's brief intermission, we'd like to remind you some of the exciting things happening in the Lovewell community. Drumroll, please. Registration is already open for our 2019 season of workshops around the globe. Can you believe it? It's never been easier to book your spot on next summer's musical theater writing adventure. As a little bonus for early applicants, we are running an all-in special. A savings of anywhere between $125 to $425, depending on the program that you are applying for. And that special is running for many of our workshops from now until November 16th, 2018. You gotta act fast. Apply now, secure your space, set your creativity free. Are you all in? You can apply at www.lovewell.org apply. November 6th is election day and Lovewell will be hosting a pizza and polls fundraiser all day at Anthony's Coal-Fired Pizza in Fort Lauderdale. That's the Anthony's at 1580 North Federal Highway. The fundraiser event runs all day from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And 20% of all proceeds for meals where folks mention Lovewell will go right back to our great organization. A large group of us will be there around dinner time from 5.30 to 8 p.m. But any time that you or your friends can make it, it'll be helpful if they mention our name. But of course, most importantly, be sure you're going out there to vote. You can also RSVP on Facebook to the 10th Annual Lovewell Alumni Songbook Concert. How crazy is it that we are getting so close to that wonderful time of the year? More information will be coming shortly, but be sure to mark your calendars for Saturday, January 5th, 2019 at 7 p.m. And once again, you can RSVP at our Facebook page. As always, we'll be posting new episodes of Listen Well, a Lovewell podcast, on the first Thursday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, we are also available on iTunes, where you can leave a rating and a review as well. If you like this show, please let us know. I think we have one review, one rating. We can do a lot better than that, y'all. Oh, the lights just flickered. It's time to get back to the show. Please enjoy Act Two of Project Legacy. When you spend your entire life running towards mountains to scale and to climb, hours of work was it worth it? You're paying for life with your time. When the water is rising, you're drowning, sailing on seas of regret. Know that the end is coming, it just hasn't gotten there yet. Do we say goodbye? How do you say goodbye? I should be running to hide. I should be praying. 
information to prevent further data corruption. I may have some experience in this area. <laughs> I would be more than capable of leading an interrogation. Give me two hours with those. Two hours? Did you not watch the same presider announcement we did? This is it. We have hours before this operation, us, everything will end. Get in there now and get us what we need. Chairman, I... We have a mission and I intend to see it through. How can I help? <laughs> Just stay out of my way. hours alive being driven insane. I gotta find Annie. There goes Chip, lumbering away, just like everyone else in my life. Hey, I'm here, okay? I'm not going anywhere. Let's go talk to Norton about half. 
Maybe we can see what prescription he wears in those glasses you like so much. You two holding up all right? Absolutely not. We were not prepared for this. This was not in the movie. In that stupid Paul Bart movie, all he does is ride a Segway through an air-conditioned mall. We're in way over our heads here. What's with the water jugs? You guys, uh, you guys thirsty? It's nothing. It's just a nervous habit we picked up from our mother. Of course, mom's water always smells like vodka. <laughs> mother always said 25% of young people never drink any water. Why are you two still here anyway? Why are you? It's our job. And we don't really have anywhere else we want to be. It's the same for us. It might seem silly, but we worked hard to be here. We know we're not crazy, and we know we're not trying to save the world anymore, but this isn't the Ark. This is the Titanic, and we're all going down. <laughs> but we're going to protect this tree until the very end. Plus, when we moved out, our mom turned our bedroom into a fitness center. <laughs> Thank you, my I don't even think we'd make it back to her in time. You know, if you keep drinking your water, you're gonna have to go to the bathroom. We'll be fine. Doesn't make much sense going back to work. Wanna show some of that sweet Marshall ice instead? Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Sure, come on over. We'll start with something simple like roundhouse kicks. Oh cool. you don't understand. You weren't programmed to understand. I don't understand. Understand, I know. Man, for years I did nothing but pour every ounce of my being into this project. Into you. I bet you get a kick out of it. How could we, how could I ever expect a machine to understand the worth of humanity? The machine, that is all you are working day in, day out. 24-7, slave to orders. Machine. That's what I am. You and I are the same. No, but I chose to be here. I chose to give you my love. I chose to work for the council. I chose to tirelessly devote myself to the ultimate task of preserving humanity. You've been my life. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Doig? Miss Aspen, what are you doing here? My work? I I'm the only one still trying to recover the data. I understand. Miss Aspen, it's important that you know that we, that I, appreciate all the work you've done here these past few years. You know what they say about captains going down with their ship? Of course. Thank you, Miss Aspen. Thank you, sir. Don't tell me you don't have time. None of us have time. Chip, 
Look around. No, you look around. Chip, why? Why are you waiting for me? I'm not. I can't. Why are you wasting these final hours? Chip, stop repeating me. Look up from the keyboard, Annie. Counting down hours and living on minutes. Stop forcing your heart into mine. There's nothing you'll say that I could hear. And now's not the time. Elwood. Searching. Searching. Searching.
Of course you do. So Mr. Ali, if you hear this from the phone, what? The interrogator asked the two political criminals, eh? <laughs> Nothing! He already knew they were guilty. <laughs> that is not funny. The question is not if you do, but how and who. Names. Come on. You wouldn't be able to understand even if I put it in the simplest terms. It seems you did not understand the question. How? What methods were used in the breaking? understand what you did. This interrogation isn't going anywhere. It's asking all the wrong questions, gaining useless information. Maybe they would be more responsive to a psychological approach. What do you have in mind? Dvorak's test. We could show them the results from the missing data, guilt them into talking. That could work. We have no need for any of these tactics. No tests, no pictures, no time. I need to intervene now.
We have a major problem. Yep. You're all gonna die soon. No, 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 no. God no. I have to pee. You too. What did we tell you about drinking all that water? There's a bathroom right around the corner. Nope. Can't do it. Why not? We can't leave this tree unprotected. Are you serious? I've never been more serious about anything in my life. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? We could watch a tree for a few minutes. You showed us a few moves. I don't know. You think you can handle it? Big job. What's the worst that can happen? The world ends? See, look, we can do this too. Breaking boards, taking names, we don't play. Not gonna lie, we're pretty impressed. <laughs> All right, you can take our spots, but you're not getting any of our paycheck. That's fine. Money doesn't matter much now, anyway. Wait. You're all getting paid. That's not crazy. This has been pretty fun. We don't get taken seriously too often. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Friends to the end of the world. Friends. Oh. Guys, I really gotta be. Don't get too attached to this tree. We're coming back for it. take the end of the world to get you to call me. Believe me, honey, from where I'm standing, the world can't end soon enough. <laughs> if this is how it's going to be, I'm out of here. This isn't the time for jokes. You called us here, what do you want? My Muriel, look how you've grown. I can see she's inheriting my attitude. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't inherit your tendency to abandon things that matter. There it is, that attitude. You have no idea. So, you're my father. You look just like I thought you would. It, it's nice to meet you, Clara. Such impassioned words for a daughter you have never met. Why did you call us here? To fight? I didn't get to spend my last 20 years with you. Why would I want to spend my last hours with you? We need your help. Sounds about right. You and your friend make a mess of humanity's last hope, and you want me to pick up the pieces. That's not it. You don't understand the guilt we feel for what has happened. I'll have to take this to the very end. Care to enlighten us as to the help you need, then? Two of our own were taken right before the presider's announcement. We were hoping you'd help us get them back. We wanted to spend our last hours together. They're my family. We were your 
thinking about you. We thought what we did was for the best. Were we wrong? Yes! No! I don't know. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. But there's always been something missing. It would have been nice to know you, to know my sister. It would have been nice to know you too. I understand your anger and frustration. I know I can't erase any of that. But I thought I'd ask for your help. May I put our differences aside just for a little while? What? Look at you. I can't believe I nearly never saw you again. And Clara, what an idiot I am for almost never seeing you at all. Yeah, you are an idiot. <laughs> Bring your people to Project Legacy Headquarters. I'm sure my people will hear you out. We don't have time to argue over our differences anymore. We only have time for what matters. Family. Take it from here.
any help. Do either of you have any family left? My sister. Go be with her. It's not over yet. So this is it, huh? <coughs> Gaia. This is what we messed up. This is what we ruined. Well, not everything is lost. We managed to salvage 44% of the data. She's beautiful. Tried everything. Everything to restore it. Everything? Yes. Did you try turning it off and then back on again? <laughs> I apologize. It's known for our hacking skills, not for sense of humor. PC! Back! <laughs> Good to see you again. What are you all doing? I told you not to come back for us. Since when have we ever followed your orders? We were desperate to find you guys, so I called my family, and they were willing to help us. The chairman let us go. He wanted us to spend time with our families. Looks like we're all here. What do we do now? Not everyone. Who are you missing? Annie. <laughs> one thing from my profile, one, one file, one memory. You know I can't. Alex L. Wood's profile's a corrupted file. So Annie thinks I'm gone. Just your profile is gone, Alex. Too long. 
Thank you all for joining us for tonight's episode of Listen Well, a Lovewell podcast. Special thanks once again to Jen and Sam for joining us at Lovewell HQ for their great interview. Be sure to subscribe, and we will see you next month for another Lovewell Rewind. Until then, this is Tyler Grimes reminding you to listen well, create well, love well. Good night. (laughs) 